The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how bad they are? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody? Let's go, friends. You all, everybody? You all, everybody? Acting like it's stupid people when it's fancy clothes. I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together, I said, friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back. Hey, welcome back to another episode of We Have to Go Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. We are on Confidence Man, my boy Sawyer's episode. I'm not alone, ladies and gentlemen, future. Oh, Sawyer episode. You know I'm happy to be here. Dave Dawes. What's up, everybody? And our 40-ish-year-old virgin himself, Keith. What do you do, all right, so so let's move on. And full disclosure to everyone out there listening, this is actually the third time recording episode eight. <laughs> so when we were recording episode seven, like fucking two weeks ago, one of us got a, a work call. Gosh. And <laughs> okay, I wasn't gonna go there, but and so we like, all right, well we'll just we'll finish this episode next week. By the way, then someone moved. And then uh, I'll, I'll take the hit on future. the future. <laughs> and then we started recording this on Monday and my power went out in the Gunner. middle of recording the episode. So, all right. So, so what, my question is what's going to happen to me tonight? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, we're going to have a, fa- a theory that's going to like blow your mind and you'd be like, so, oh, but well, so- it's fairly unusual that future has to move and that I get, that I have to take a client it, call. It, 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 it's <laughs> only once in the past like decade. Like, you know. <laughs> uh, and I almost I almost called in and finished just from my phone, but I didn't know how that would turn out. So well, your power going out is another weird. Like if, if you could have seen my space that first second where I was just like. Why am I? Did I? But I, what I want to know, Gunner, is when you ran out to yell at the guy to say, I did pay my bill. Did he <laughs> help you out? <laughs> no, the whole block was out. <laughs> but it's funny because when, when I was first dating my wife, one of my favorite moments ever, if she's in the other room, is um, she was walking into our apartment and just the door was closed. And I guess it was so clean she didn't realize. So she smacked the door. And like that split second, I like looked up at her face and that split second of what the F just happened to, I just walked into the door is the greatest second of my life. Just that (laughs) moment, just seeing the pure what on her face. So, (laughs) Oh, I'm an idiot. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so we are back. We, we, we took a little break. Not that you guys realized it. So we are back on episode eight confidence man and before um 
before we get into it, I want to touch on something that we talked on last time that you guys didn't get to hear. But uh, when we were talking about the You All Everybody, uh, they kept mentioning in that promo clip that it was Matt Reeves who started this whole You All Everybody thing. And of course, Matt Reeves is the creator of Felicity. Got to throw love at Felicity anytime I can. Oof, you and your Felicity. I know. Season two of uh, this this show. Our I know what's been talked more in this show, Felicity or Sawyer. Or Lost. <laughs> so, all right. So, speaking of Sawyer, uh, we are in episode number eight now, which is Confidence Man. Uh, so, some of the deets on it. Episode aired originally on 11-10-2004. Um, man, 16 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Man, man, it that's, seems that's, like wow. yesterday. Uh, so it was directed by Tucker Gates, written by Damon Lindelof. And of course, the executive producers were J.J. Abrams, Damon Lindelof, Lindelof and Brian Burke. Um, so the cast was the same. No changes in it. Um, uh, so it's guest starring outside the original cast, guest starring uh, Michael Deleuze, who was David, and uh, Kristen Richardson, who was Jessica uh, Jessica is the woman that Sawyer was sleeping with and David was her husband. The co-stars billed in the end credits were Billy Mayo, who played Kilo, and Jim Waltas, who played Boy, who was obviously David and Jessica's kid. When I first saw this, and by I mean first, like when we were watching this two weeks ago, I thought that Kilo for a split second was Joaquin Bokeem Wood, Wood, Woodbine. What's that guy's name? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, he's the only Joaquin I know is Phoenix. It's not yes. Joaquin. It's, I think, Bokeem Woodine. He was in Spider-Man Far From Home, if you saw it. He was, was in... Uh, he played Elvis in a movie. Like He was, he was the shocker, the black guy. With the, you'd know him What's if you saw... What's his first name? Bokeem? Bokeem, I think. Woodbine? 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 He was in a lot of like '90s stuff too. He kind of just came back. He was I, I, in Fargo. Yeah, I, see now. He, I know who he is. Yeah. For a split second, I thought that was him. I'm oh, like, he kind of looks like Dave Chappelle. Yes, a little bit like a beefier Dave Chappelle. Yes. So. <laughs> Why is that funny? Be- beefy Dave Chappelle sounds like a band. We should start a band called Beefy Dave Chappelle. No, I just got this amazing visual image of Dave Chappelle with like this crazy bodybuilder. <laughs> like Dave Chappelle as a linebacker, right? There you go. There you go. No, like uh, Dave Chappelle as like Schwarzenegger in the early 80s. <laughs> Pomp you up. <laughs> yeah, like full Hans and Frost. Like <laughs> All right, so this episode covers days 9 and 10 on the island, and this is the first uh, Sawyer-centric episode. So um, here is a little uh, fact I found completely interesting. So if you remember episode 7, of the, which was The Moth, Emily DeRaven was not in the episode, but she was in the opening credits. And I believe that happened to a previous episode as well. Well, in this episode, Michael David Kelly, Malcolm David Kelly, who is Walt, is not in the episode, but is billed in the opening credits. So kind of curious. You guys, what are your thoughts on that? How uh, Claire is not in the opening credits when she's not in the episode, but Walt is. 
It's interesting. Uh, uh, Walt got a better agent. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I have no strong opinion on that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, yeah, you, if you look at it right now. I don't care. I mean, if you want to know the honest answer. True, I'm like, true that. What do I true. think? He's asking me what do I think. <laughs> I don't think about this. I don't yeah, care. That, it's, it's fucking inconsequential. Someone's got to stand up for Claire. That's not Charlie. Come on. Give the girl some damn peanut butter and move on. All you, right. you want to know what? Since he brought it up, like, did anyone else just not give a shit about this entire B plot with, with them? With uh, which with one? Charlie and Claire. No, I mean, it's. Dude, it was filler that was annoying. And I'm just going to jump ahead. I'm sorry. But the whole Peter Pan bullshit at the end with the fake peanut butter, like that was just the the, the terrible end cap on a shitty B plot. Like I could have done without that entire thing. They could have just gone, hey, Claire, you should really come to the caves with us. Okay, Charlie, thanks. And then had him fucking walk away. And that could have just been the end of it and saved us all the time. Well, you gotta have something for Claire to do. I mean, she's pregnant. You know, okay, look, this is a very interesting. I think it's an interesting point because it relates to a theory that I have about the women in this show. They're all kind of like MacGuffins, and a MacGuffin is hey, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Even you know Kate, what a MacGuffin is even yeah. Kate. Well, Kate maybe less so, but look, Kate's just a. Well, I don't want to. We'll talk I mean, about this again of, later. She she is a little bit of a MacGuffin. Yeah. Well, at this point, I think at this point she's less of a MacGuffin because she's got this whole subplot. So we'll go back to Kate later, but certainly I think Claire is starting to just. But no, no, Das. Cl- cl- so you were going to clarify for the audience, and I, I, I interrupt. Oh, a MacGuffin. Okay, a MacGuffin is like okay, this it, it's like this you know meaningful sacred object or something that is something that everyone in the movie is chasing or 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 responding to that drives the plot. So like the Death Star plans, or the Maltese Falcon, or I, I right. like was the uh, the in Snatch, you know, the briefcase. Yeah, exactly. The briefcase in Pulp, Pulp Fiction, Fiction, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it just it, it's Raiders like, of the Lost uh, Ark. Yeah. The Lost Ark is the MacGuffin. Yeah, it doesn't matter multiple. what it is. It's just the thing that moves the plot. In forward. Felicity, it was her haircut. Oh, <laughs> Nobody cares about Felicity. It was well, this Felicity. Is a, so this is a term. Felicity. This is a term coined by Hitchcock, I think. And yeah, it's like a plot device, net, or like a plot thing, like it's something that, that that drives a plot, a plot driver. And so the women in this show, I think, you know, or the female characters, they're they're like objects for the men to pursue, or dri- they drive conflict between the male characters. I think that the the female characters are not written as well. Honestly, they're not; they don't have the same. It's, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. Now we haven't seen a woman. We have seen a woman writer. Um, uh, Jennifer Johnson wrote last episode, the moth. I think okay, so far, I think that was the only woman. Uh, yeah. You know, I, you can, you can agree or disagree with it. I don't know. It's a, and, it's and, and, you know, but I, the, the, where I actually kind of picked this up is from the actress who played, uh, Kate Evangeline Lilly talked about this. It might have been on another podcast. In fact, it might have been on another lost podcast that she revealed that she that her part she didn't think that her part was, you know, really complete. Like a, she didn't feel like a whole character. She was, at, at least at some point, maybe toward the end of the the series. Hmm, interesting. Just so we can like you know a building block for someone else's character essentially. Right. Right. 
exactly. Yeah, but you, I, I can see. Can't go, I can't go into it too much because we're still just like a few episodes in. Right. But we'll see if this develops. I think you can disagree or agree with it. There's, 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 there's not one right answer. But it's interesting that she thought that. No, no, Keith, if you could tune out no, without spoiling anything, do you guys think it gets better as far as other women that we have not really? You get, I, uh, yeah. you know, so, no, Das <laughs> brought up a really interesting point. So there's there are definitely lots of strong female characters and definitely leadership role female. They're not written as weak. But he's right. No, right. They're all just kind of written as plot devices for the male character. Right. Like, they're, they're not, not complete really, characters. Yeah. They could be weak. I think like I think John know. Locke's prostitute Helen would take offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say exactly? <laughs> yeah, Helen is just some faceless, like, you know, cruel phone operator that John Locke is yelling at. You know, so you learn a lot about him. She's not even Helen. She's just like, like I can't go on vacation with you, man. Like that's <laughs> not like. <laughs> He's like, I can't take time off work. Yeah, it's against company <laughs> policy. Sorry, like. <laughs> oh, interesting. I mean, she, no, that she, that, she that is a great. She could have probably said like, "Hey, if you pay me, I'll go." And she probably got she she could have gotten John Locke to pay for her trip. Yeah, if he's she, if he's paying by the hour, like she could have made a mint on that shit. Do you yeah, think that exactly. she knows John Locke's in a wheelchair or no? I feel no. like it had to have come up. No, I don't think so, because he didn't want to demasculate himself. Mm, maybe interesting yeah. because you know while I don't believe there's any reason to be ashamed of being in a wheelchair, he felt like he should be ashamed. Well, that 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 in the aspect of like he wanted to live in a world that that wasn't real, and so therefore, by telling him that, like, how could she visualize the stuff that he was doing to her if he was in a wheelchair? Well, I don't think that he was ashamed of it. I think he just felt very limited. And well, as I'm saying, with the 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 way that he could fantasize about it and get her to fantasize about it wouldn't be the same if he told her he was in a wheelchair. And I think that was even more to the point is he didn't feel that it was a limitation for him. He felt that it was something that it was just, you know, he could overcome. He thought he could go on God, walk about in the chair, you know? Yeah, who knows? All he had to do was get like plane crash in a deserted island to be able to an <laughs> island and get <laughs> so, is it magic island or did like the crash like realign his spine and now he's just like he landed I, okay at this, at this point we have to think it's a, like a magic healing potion right he drank the no I, I i wondered what future was thinking i was thinking wait maybe his like spine just like snapped back into place and they're all wrong that there is no magic or something yeah like it's just fucking coincidence it's just a coincidence i was like maybe that's where they're going i was like i don't fucking know well maybe he really oh. didn't need the wheelchair he just took doctor's bad advice and never even tried maybe if you would have tried john Locke, you could have never bothered trying to walk what about the twist doctor told me i would never walk again okay. what about the twist of all time is maybe he could have walked the whole time he was just doing it to get social security benefits <laughs> oh God, it's such well, a that would be a quite a twist it would be a twist no no like i'm not trying to if anybody who's in no, no, i mean I know it was like it would be quite a twist but that would be fuck, that's bad writing i wouldn't see that coming though no. <laughs> yeah i would <laughs> I'd have predicted that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hop back into this opening scene of this episode. Um, 
we see Sawyer while we see his clothing, and then we see, see that he is Sawyer. <laughs> he is still reading Watership Down, and then Kate gets to see little Sawyer, which is and, uh, so. Did she? Did bow, bow. Like she she hated on him because she was like, "Oh, it must be cold without your trunks." <laughs> it, it, <I> see <laughs> Yeah, there's some shrinkage going on. Shrinkage. Some shrinkage, bro. Yeah. Did, she, did she say that? I don't remember her saying no, that. No, she did. I, I she said it it That's the reason that they were able to say that he wasn't wearing shorts because they couldn't show it. So she had to make a comment. Oh, well, I think she when what, she what glanced down. And it looks like it was cold in it, there. It must be cold in there without your shorts on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's great. That does imply shrinkage, which I hope is the case, and that's a hilarious. Like I, I, I think I didn't catch that line. That is hilarious. That's a great, great line. So that's one of the best one-liners so far. So I mean, you can honestly say that Kate is the female Sawyer. You know, I mean, they share a lot of similarities. You know, they have the sketchy illegal past, and they are also the two characters that have essentially gotten pretty naked in the water. Because Kate True. was, Kate was pretty uh, naked in that first bathing scene that she gave. And then, of course, the uh, shirt that was full of C's, as Charlie liked to point out. And they're uh, both the main focus of Jack's attention. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right so, now, yeah. <laughs> not, they're not, the ones that distract for... Jack. Yeah, they're. <laughs> they're Jack's MacGuffins. Well, you know, so Sawyer points out that him and Kate have a connection. Do you agree with that? What about you, Keith? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they have a connection, but I still think it's in the, like, Sawyer thinks he's trying to negro to death to, like, get her to, like, come down to his level because he thinks that he has to do that to women. So, I think... I, I, dude, I, I'm sorry to jump in, but I, he's a confidence man. They say it right in the title. Like, uh, He's all about that long con. Everything he does is to plant a seed to trick you into thinking what he wants you to do is actually your idea. No, agreed. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so that's why I think that the fact that he was able to like get her to uh, maybe um, think that maybe the thing that she would do or say would be her idea when it's really his idea is part of his long con when it comes to her. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, let me ask you another question, Keith. What do you think about Sawyer's letter? Um, I mean, it, we kind of find out a little more at the end, but when you first, before the, did you see that reveal coming? I mean, I know we're jumping ahead quite a bit, but what are your thoughts, Keith, all together on, on Sawyer's letter? Um, I'm trying to remember exactly uh, the, the contents of the letter. because uh, It was just uh, written by a kid saying you... You scam oh, right. my parents and right. my so dad. I, I feel like that was. I felt like at that point that that was the motivation for maybe why he, um, um, maybe it kind of has become that kind of person. Just because I don't know. Like in a weird way, I feel like he's almost becoming the person that that letter said that he was going to be. If that makes sense. Well, but so his question was though. At this point, did you? Was there any reason to assume that it wasn't? Little Sawyer that wrote the letter. No. <laughs> little Sawyer. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> totally. That, that's I, I'm sorry. That's not a little Sawyer right there. Little Sawyer <laughs> writing a letter. But a younger Sawyer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a younger Sawyer. I'm sorry. So younger Sawyer probably wrote the letter, and I think he ended up becoming the person that he was hating. 
This is kind of where I was going in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whew. So uh, we, we had, get to, the... had to bring it all back around the backside. <laughs> so we're still trying to figure out who knocked out Saeed. Um, you know, Locke seems to think it was Sawyer. And not to hit you up again, Keith, but you're my go-to on things that we haven't discovered yet. Um, what, do, what, who do you, I mean, right now, after all this and after Locke's questioning of to Saeed who did it, who do you think knocked out Saeed in the end of the previous episode? Um, to be honest with you, I mean, you're putting me on the spot, but I'm still, I'm still kind of lost to be a better lost for a better word on who exactly did it. So I don't know. You know, for a split Where's second, I'm like, who did not come out? Do you guys remember Fuchin does? I, you know, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. He remembered. Um, but remember we were talking about this last time. I it, like, I want to say I remember, but there's no clear picture coming to mind. So I, I got to go with no. Good. That's good. That's, That's great. good. That's great. Did you, can you, can you come up with one based on the episodes you've seen? No. And I, you know, it's going to be one of those where as soon as I see him, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, fucking of course. Like obviously, but I, I just, it's been a long time. I can't remember. I really can't. Great. So then, so what we have, the, the culprits, I mean, it could be Sawyer. It could be uh, Locke. I mean, he says he was cutting the boar, but I mean, could he have snuck off and hit sight? If there's anyone that doesn't want to get off the island, it's it's Sawyer. It's uh, I mean, if if I remember, it's all about like all you see is a piece of wood. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you just see him get like donked. Right. Could it be the like, monster? I don't know. Or the monster. Monsters are so. Love. I could sit here. I could. Are you gonna hit somebody? Tonight? I can sit here and speculate and be Nostradamus, but honestly, like if I had, to, if your if your question is who's the most um, deceptive person in the group, I would think it might be Locke, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who wants to get off the island the least? Locke, Kate, or yeah, Locke, Sawyer? because it's the magic land. He can walk, right? That's right. And Kate also because she will be going to prison. If she gets off. That's true. So. Well, it depends. But if she goes to another country, I mean, she's not necessarily having to go I back mean, to America. No, man, she, she's internationally wanted by the feds. I'm pretty sure as soon as she lands anywhere. Uh, I don't know if she's internationally wanted. It's just the FBI that chased her in Australia. Well, then she's internationally wanted. That's yeah, by true. by the American <laughs> government. I don't think I didn't, I didn't see the Australian um, police coming after her. Well, it's just the one that whole thing was weird, right? Like, is that how an extradition works? No, it's absolutely not. The 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 governmental authorities would catch the prisoner and then extradite them to the country. Right. When does this ever happen where an agent goes into the other country and then apprehends? It doesn't. When it's needed for the plot. I think that was a maneuver. Yeah. I'm not familiar enough with FBI tactics to, you know, conclusively say but it seems off base to not have an Australian operative with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that's why, that's why I think there's something land, like, you yeah, know, foreign operatives, foreign operatives work in other countries all the time, but usually in conjunction with the local authorities, they don't just like free show up, up rogue. 
yeah, they don't they don't operate with impunity in a sovereign nation like that. <laughs> right. So that that leads me to believe it's not a normal operation. This is not worldwide wanted. There's it's just a little odd. You think he's like bringing his like rogue wife back home or something? It could be. It could be like the born identity, but backwards. Instead of somebody fleeing the government, they're chasing somebody. Maybe. So we really haven't talked about the main plot in this. I know we talked about it a lot in the episode Ooh. that no one heard. Us the whole. So the main plot of this episode is Shannon, who is Future's favorite yeah, character. You have, fuck Shannon, and you have, I'm going to bring this up again. <laughs> Because this was so so she went from being just, you know, completely worthless to being an actual fucking liability. So, you know, this what an impressive downgrade in quality that I don't think anyone else on the show, you know, that's worse than the lady that went out for the morning drown because at least she's not a fucking problem (laughs) anymore. Morning drown. Dude, fuck Shannon. And then, you know, she can just calm herself to make her asthma attack go away later. And just, just die. Just let her die. And then you don't have one less mouth to feed and one less stupid bitch screwing things up. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought I thought Shannon I died. Like, oh, I was gonna play. I was about to say, did, did Shannon die? I was about to say, did no, no, I miss no, no. did I miss something? <laughs> no, no. But uh so then we have this whole subplot where Sawyer is, we think, hiding the um hiding the medicine. Um, and, and you want to what here? I think this whole fucking thing is Boone's fault. What a pile of shit. He went and raided someone's stuff. And then when he's like, what are you doing? He doesn't say, oh, you know, he's just like, oh, Shannon has asthma. That's not an answer for why you're rooting around through someone's shit. Like if maybe you asked him, he would have given it to him. And then when he gets, right. he's getting his blood cleaned off, they're like, what happened? He's just like, Sawyer. He doesn't say, oh, I was robbing Sawyer and he stopped. Uh, uh, shit. You no. sound like a Sawyer defender. I don't know. Dude, I am a Sawyer defender. Fuck Boone. Fuck Shannon. Fuck their whole family and the horse they rode in on. I, 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 like, I don't disagree with the Shannon hate. I'm not, I'm not a Shannon hater. I think I hate Boone, Boone more than I hate Shannon. Tra- Boone is a walking tragedy as well. <laughs> he, he screws up everything he touches and right. then, he just rests on his like the, that he thinks he's noble and he thinks he's always trying to do the right thing and he thinks he's always helping, but he, he's not. He's not. <laughs> can I can I, be, can I place a side bet that Boone dies before Shannon? Okay, 50, that's a good side bet. Yeah, I, 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 bet, I bet fifty dollars. I, I can't bet against because I think I remember the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Neither of them die. They kill Jack and take over the island. <laughs> yeah, it's a mutiny. <laughs> They fucking turn it into Shannon. It's Shannon, Boone, and uh, Rose. The three of them take over the island. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that sounds horrible. (laughs) Uh, So now you know why I hated the show in the later seasons, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) And next thing you know, Rose rips off her alien mask, and then she like is like the Lord. Carrie Russell from Felicity, and this was all a Felicity dream. So Felicity had a, a bad car accident, and this was all the <laughs> dream. Uh, so, um, but I feel like you skipped over the whole part about uh, Sawyer uh, in the beginning scenes where he was with the girl. You know, I think it's because we spent so much time talking about everything Sawyer in the episode that we recorded. I forget to talk about it here that no one heard it except yes. us. Yeah, yeah. So we got to go back to he. You know. 
So Keith, what were your thoughts when the money fell out of the case? So, so as, as the scene progressed and next thing you know, it's like Sawyer's checking out the bananas on Kate as she was walking away. I was like, Oh, we're about to get something going on here. And next thing you know, he's in bed with a girl and I'm like, okay, flashback, but this is a good flashback. Acceptable. Cut. Yeah, acceptable. I wish it was on HBO, but you know, I can, I can take it. And, and so then he pulls out the briefcase because again, I had to point out the funny thing is she's like, you have a meeting at three forty-five or whatever. And he's like, yeah, 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 we're good. And she's like, it's 3.38. I'm like, all right, who sleeps in for a meeting at 3.45 in the afternoon? <laughs> well, I guess if you're with that kind of girl, you are sleeping in that late. But I digress. It's so like, that, that is yeah, a very good question. Those. Why yes. did they take it 3.30? And not 9.30. Not 9, have you not even. heard of a nooner, guys? Come Who's on, seriously. until 3.30? Yeah. There was <laughs> no <laughs> sleeping going on, seriously. <laughs> Like honestly, like if you're of all the times, it's not believable, (laughs) right? And it's like it's not three thirty in the morning because the sun's up, right? Unless you're in Alaska. Well, also, what business meeting is he going to at three thirty at night with a hundred (laughs) forty grand? No, three thirty a.m. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he gets up. He he is like, oh shit, I've got it. He puts his pants on and he and he pulls a briefcase down. He has all the money. So immediately you're thinking, a drug dealer, con man, um, you know something, something he's doing that's like not legitimate right and so at that point you're like all right confidence man con man it sounds legitimate sawyer so it's two people in this episode have seen little sawyer interesting that killed the podcast Uh, sawyer a lot saw within the first five minutes (laughs) or or three minutes so um yeah, so, I mean, so Keith, are you really upset that this wasn't an HBO so Sawyer couldn't hang dong for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's well, why he's, he's upset. I mean, I'm not as big of a fan as you are. I was thinking more of the ladies' future, but you know, you if, know you, I, if, if you want to live in my in my um, infamy and 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 wish your wishes on me that's fine no, no, so it's not even that so I think you can conclusively tie the quality of the Game of Thrones seasons to how many dongs were hung in each season. The more, uh, the better? The, yeah, the fewer, uh, the worse the seasons were. Like, <laughs> hey, like, I don't think there was a single dong, and it was fucking garbage. I do think, though, that's another topic for discussion, but I think if Lost was actually done on Netflix or HBO, that it would have been an even more epic fulfilling. I, honestly, I don't think so. I... I agree, disagree 100%. I think what made Lost great was the fact that you had specific things that you had to do. You had to hit commercial breaks at a specific time. If you're on Netflix or HBO, you don't have those breakups in the story that kind of makes it you have to tell that story in a certain way and the fact that you have to wait week on week on week well but we're talking about two different things i'm not talking about the the pausing and the breaks in between story i'm talking about the type of story you can tell but but think about how how cutting edge this was for disney and how like extreme it was in this episode the guy was wait did did disney own um abc when this was filmed? yeah i believe so i think so Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll Google it right now. But no, they've owned they've owned ABC for a while since the '90s. 
Yeah, yeah. This this guy was tortured. They, 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 he was put. They, they, they did the fingernail. Yeah, move. you know, I guess that's right. Sawyer was fucking tortured. For Disney to have an episode where they hang dong and like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's fair. I, okay, that's a big stretch for him. Uh, yeah, so, it, so let's. It, it, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was going to move on from the hanging dong to talk about Sawyer's. Uh, um, Speaking I mean, of hanging dong, up Donald Duck in a bunch of Nazi gear. So, I, you know, Disney's <laughs> gone and done some weird shit. I was like, speaking of hanging dong, Doss, I know this is an audio podcast, but can you like, you know, like take care of your your lower bottom there? <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Let me uh, <laughs> not for Let me move HBO. the camera. Let me adjust the camera. Thank you. Well, like you said, the more dong in the podcast, the better the episode, isn't it? Oh, that's a title right there. <laughs> be a great season. <laughs> so, I mean, what? So, what are your thoughts? Uh, let me go with you, Daz. What are your thoughts on the whole torture scene? I mean, yeah. I, the, the, it so, starts off great where it starts off great where he's like, I don't think you've tortured anyone. And then unfortunately for both of us, that's not true. But that could have been a bluff as well. That's true. I, I thought it was wild, man. I mean, it was convincing. It was convincing. It's riveting. And it's Lord of the Flies. I don't know if you guys ever read Lord of the Flies by yeah. uh, William Golding, but this is a fantastic book and it's very much in line with lost and you know lord of the flies is about a bunch of kids who crash land on an island and you know all the adults are dead and they have to like forage for themselves and they become kind of like this sadistic crazy i don't know tribe of huh it's a great simpsons episode as well yeah it's an excellent simpsons episode episode, um, of all time um so I, i i was thinking about that i was like okay it's happened this is their lord of the flies you know you know, low point or one of their low points because they're like, they're now engaging in, in sadistic, animalistic, horrible stuff, but it's for a good cause. It's because Sawyer is being a total prick by not just saying, Hey, I don't have the medicine. No, but, but so he did that very much on purpose. The entire thing was done to undermine Jack's leadership and to make him seem like a monster and to make him honestly make him look like a monster in the eyes of the people and to make him honestly question himself and what he is and is not capable of. This was done to fucking rattle Jack. And you can also say that this is to make, I, uh, I don't know. I was going to say to knock Jack down a couple pegs in Kate's eyes as well. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And again, he's playing the long con con. and it, and it absolutely (laughs) worked. And so, you know, um, you, you know, we said last time, like, uh, we didn't record or we didn't get to save it, but, uh, you know, like, why did he let them get this far? Why did he let them torture? No, man, as soon as shit got real, he called it quits. Like he let him fuck with his fingernails for like two minutes. It really wasn't that bad. And then it cleared his sinuses. So, so, so maybe, maybe Sawyer's proving a point. He was, but and, and so this is on. common sense. Though this is what people do. I like. I feel like this is common sense. I feel like it's common sense. Like if I was on that, I'd be very worried about Lord of the Flies happening really fast. I would be vigilant about it, and I would be trying to not, you know, cause it to happen. You know, so, for but, my but, well-being but, and for the people around me. You are not an agent of chaos. Sawyer is right. Sawyer's an agent of chaos. That's so, one of so, the reasons. At this point, I don't. I don't think I was a fan of him at this point. I grew to love him later, but. 
by this point, I'm just, I'm just like repulsed. So I'm going to say he, if you'll notice his screams were as embellished and at the top of his lungs as they possibly could be. I genuinely believe that was done purposefully so that the echoes right, you know, were heard back at the caves because they didn't walk that fucking far away to do this. They walked like a couple hundred yards, you know? So everyone was hearing him scream. And so when they come back and say he's fucking drenched in blood, you don't think that rattles the the crew back in the caves? You don't think that that doesn't make them question the leader that they've been following and what's going to happen to them next if they get out of line a little bit and don't do what the fucking captain of the island says? And you know what? I was with Sawyer from the very beginning. Fuck you, Jack. You're living over in the caves on the other side. You don't get to come to my side of town and dictate what I do. Eat a dick. You walked away. Yeah. Sawyer, Scott, and Steve, the three S's. Yeah, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> so well, to, let, what end, to what end? Wow. I mean, what is his goal here? His goal is to fucking become king of the island, and you do that by undermining <laughs> the current king. Yeah. Well, there was a character in Lord of the Flies that did that. You know, like that, uh, <laughs> well, the allegory is complete. That <laughs> went after went after Ralph. Well, I mean, he's that guy. Whatever that character was, her. I don't remember. Yeah. So as as that scene wraps, um, and he gets Kate to come and he finally gives him his kiss, um, and then he says, "I I don't have it." Which, by the way, it was a very passionate kiss very, for yeah. being for being tricked and forced into it. You know, yeah, for two in, people who have not brushed their teeth in two weeks, <laughs> it was uh, very. But if you, if you both got the gro- gross going on. It doesn't matter. You, I, I've been camping before, man. You stop giving a shit after a little bit. <laughs> sure. And, and, I mean, how dirty can their mouths be? They're not eating a lot. I mean, <laughs> this scene did uh, spit out maybe my favorite line, at least in the, in this episode where she asks him if he's serious. He doesn't have an egos, baby. I tried. I I'm tied to a tree in a jungle <laughs> of mystery. I just been, I just to, I think it's, I just got tortured by a damn spinal surgeon and a genuine Iraqi. Of course I'm serious. That's he also says he's like, uh, you're lucky. I'm only asking for a kiss and yep. I'm not greedy. Like, yeah, it's like in the I know how far we have gone. Why did he ask for a blowjob? He's really not asking for much. Like they, she could have pecked him on the lip in two seconds. He could have gotten a blowjob. Yeah, he could have. Go. Her deal could have been done. Like, <laughs> so uh, let's let's wrap up a couple of the other plot threads in this. T- touch really quickly. Not much left in this episode. Which, well, as long as we're not oh, touching, as long as we're not touching Little Sawyer, we're good. I, I got I got a couple points of contention. So, who the fuck packed a wood splitting mall uh, on on their plane? Sawyer. Oh, that had, was John Locke. No, absolutely not. He had a bucket full of knives, D- dude. Sawyer had a genuine wood splitting like lumberjack. It act. was the same guy that packed the fireworks. I yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did anyone else want to puke their brains out when Michael exploded that fish and blew the guts everywhere? Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever actually done that, but the smell is fucking horrendous. I have not. He did not gag nearly enough. Like, <laughs> So um, some of the other plot threads. Well, speaking of that, um, we got uh, 
uh, we got son explaining to Michael at that exact scene about the medicine. And I took a note here that I never really thought about until today. And my note is this son has very little accent. Have you noticed that for someone that just learned English recently, she has practically no accent. She's a very good teacher. Yes. <laughs> um, she was very wealthy. The lessons were very good. And then uh, my other note on that is, yeah, uh, that is, and I wrote here, Jin's son, Jin slash son shit's about to go down. Like he's just on edge. Like, is this relationship going to keep going? This abusive relationship? What do you think, Keith? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think that he's got to come up for him. So, so son, son, Jin, uh, or Shannon Boone, which one do you care less about? Oh, son, for sure. I like Shannon. Like I'm not on the, on the team. Hate Shannon. Oh, why do you like Shannon? I like her better than, than, than uh, son. son. I son's one of my least favorites. Yeah. So so here's the difference is, uh, at this point in the show, I am mostly indifferent about, uh, a son engine, you know, like they're mildly annoying, but they got some stuff going on. I don't really care. Uh, but Shannon and Boone, I, I want them to die. (laughs) 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 <laughs> like I want bad things to. Well, happen. how much of this is becoming based off stuff you've seen in the future? It's based. I'm trying to watch. No, no, no. Uh, Yo, no, no, no. Nothing I'm, to I'm do with to future. A purely fresh perspective, and today's episode just solidifies all of my bias with with her bullshit, like out of nowhere, Deus Ex Machina and fucking uh, asthma attacks that just render her again just a liability for the entire group. So when Smoke Monster comes around and she starts huffing and puffing, are they going to have her chewing on eucalyptus leaves as they flee for their lives? No, you're going to throw her ass to this monster and hope that you know you can, it doesn't just chew her on the run. So let's wrap up the whole uh, Claire and Charlie scene, which uh, there's another scene in between where Charlie's trying to get food from Hurley. Oh, it's a great scene. Do, do you do you think Hurley's actually hoarding the food? I like that he's like, well, look at you, man. <laughs> well, I th- and that was fucking great too, because he's like, dude, I'm a big guy. Like, it's I've, it's gonna take a while before you want to give me a piggyback ride. Like, <laughs> that's a great. Right. Jorge Garcia is such a good sport because I mean, when you're that big, your weight is part of your character. And he just does a good job of just having thick skin and just saying, this is who I am. Well, but he even mentions that in the, in the episode. He's like, dude, I'm used to it. Like, he's like, <laughs> when you're this big, like, it's hard. Yeah, but he's like, I've lost a notch on my belt. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> so you did, you don't like Claire and, and Charlie Fuchs? You're not team I, I just chair? Not even that I dislike them. You know, I, I like, the, I just, I, I didn't like this whole stupid plot. I just thought it was a bad storytelling device. I didn't like the way it ended. I thought it was just too fucking made up happy book. I, I just didn't like, it. I didn't care for it. I liked everything. And and I thought it was almost too juxtaposed to, to the graphic uh, nature of the rest of the episode. 
Like you've got literally have a scene where people are getting tortured and knives through their biceps. And then the very next scene is, you know, Charlie and Claire share an imaginary peanut butter. Like the balance just wasn't there. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's too, it was, I didn't like it. I didn't. It was just fucking, I'm going to go full, well, the horse from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, sir, yeah. I didn't like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. The Mr. Horse. Yes. Oh, no, sir. Forever. Didn't like it. Don't like it. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> so then uh, Saeed leaves. Um, he finally, Sawyer wins. He gives him, he gets him to doubt himself and he leaves. So uh, not to put you on the spot again, Keith, but you are our virgin here. Let me ask you this. Will we see Saeed again? Of course. I think he's too big of a character not to. Do you like Saeed as a character? Um, yeah, just because I don't like the whole like notion of like stereotyping and stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think that he's actively trying to get them off the island by trying right. to get the transmission, the radio tower, and everybody's giving him shit just because of the stereotype. So well, of course, I, I, in my, in my I, opinion, I, I like him for that aspect. Saeed's I, I on the like bottom him. of my list, to be honest, of favorite He's a characters. little unhinged, wouldn't you say? Well, Yeah, well, but I think that has to do with the fact that people are giving him shit. So, of course, he's unhinged, right? Of course, he has to deal with all that. Yeah, but he's not doing himself any favors by, you know, being like, of course, he's lying. And then just fucking attacking a guy. That is weird. It is weird. But right? he has a good heart or something like he wants to help people. He yeah. is trying to get the medicine, but so, I, mean, I, 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 at this point am rooting for Saeed. I like him. I want to see more of him. And I think like, wow, Sawyer just got, she, he just played everybody. Yes. Sawyer got the better of everyone. Sawyer's fucking amazing. He's the Sawyer best. Sawyer is a very clever con man. He's and the he best con Saeed and Jack <laughs> into making him, them think, I guess, you know, that he had doubting themselves. Right. That that's all. Oh, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's interesting. It's it's conspicuous that he never said I had the medicine. No, not at any point. No, and he's just like, oh, is that what this is about? Or oh, like but he doesn't deny it. That's you know, in the law, we call that an admission by omission, an admission by silence. It's something that you would can you can present that as evidence in court because it's it's that kind of thing is something that you would normally a normal person would. Respond well, to it. Hey, uh, no, I don't have the medicine. I gotta point out that the, there is no court of law on Lord of the Flies Island, and he was just pissed that they were storming his shit and demanding it. He here's the thing: he didn't have to answer their question because they have no right to ask it or demand the something that they that, that they have no right to. So his whole point was: I don't have to answer it. Fuck you. They just assumed that he had it, and then. And then dragged him off. They beat him while he was asleep and dragged him into the woods while unconscious. Wouldn't anyone? I know. I know. It's wild. Wouldn't anyone say, hey, wait a minute. Do we even are we even sure that he has it? So here's the thing. At that point, they're not going to believe you if you say no. That's why. and, And at that point, even while being tortured, they wouldn't believe him if he said no. That's why he got Kate. Kate will believe him when he says he doesn't have them, and then the others will have to believe Kate. Because if they continue torturing him after Kate's like, he doesn't fucking have the medicine. Like, what do you do? Then they're completely discredited as leaders. Right. It was perfectly played. It was very well played. And then, and then yeah, Saeed's like, yeah, I got played. I got to bounce. 
Yeah, he's like, dude, I ran into those caves like drenched in blood and they heard all the screams like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is not going to play well. I I, I made a scene. Uh, He's like, I got to go, guys. Like, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's see if we see any more of Saeed. I hope. I Although hope. he did uh, fucking take a knife in the arm to complete that one. I don't think that was part of the plan. Yeah, I thought that was a little much. Yeah. So, well, like it, but that just goes to prove how unhinged Saeed really is. That was his go to move. Was yeah, that's wild. Just, just to fucking stab a guy into the dirt. Well, yeah, but at the same time, he also thinks that Sawyer's like up to no good and he's trying to defend the camp. Well, say he is withholding the medicine. Is that a reason to do any of the shit they are there, are there really yeah, any laws on the Lost right. Island? Hey, hey. But no, really, are there any rules and and anything on Lost Island? It's about me the thing. It's a yeah, there are no rules, but if you lose, you know, the the high ground and you lose the faith of your followers and your people. Then you're not the fucking leader anymore. Jack's not a, not an authoritarian leader. He's not ruling by fear. He's not ruling by keeping his people in line. He's ruling by them believing in his judgments and believing he's the good guy. As soon as he turns into the villain, he's not the leader anymore. So then, let me ask you: if you choose the leader, if Jack's not, is it Locke? I think Locke would would. Well, here's the thing: is I, again, we don't want to go into. So he would definitely be a contender, and I think Sawyer would be a contender. There's certainly a lot of people that would follow him. I'd rather fucking uh, hang with Sawyer than Jack. But is there though besides Kate? I mean, who else is a is a a Foz, a friend of Sawyer? I don't think he has any other friends. Even though with a bottle of peroxide and a couple bandages, he thinks he can. Think, I don't think he needs the friends. I think he has enough social intuition and enough uh, of an ability to play people to just engineer his way in, into it. What about Michael? Could he be the leader? Uh, I, they haven't built up his character to do that. Uh, he has displayed a little bit of leadership quality during the cave-in. Um but they really don't seem to be going that way. Well, let me throw one more name out. I think the only other person that you could suggest, I think if, if, uh, if Jack lost his credibility, then Saeed lost his credibility. So you cancel oh, that. Out. Absolutely did. If yeah, it, you got Locke, um, honestly, I think who would be the leader of the Island right now? Kate, Kate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think got- because, it, but, because both Jack and Sawyer follow Kate. And they just left on a motorcycle together. <laughs> All right. So last thing in this episode, let's talk about the, the end of, uh, of his con. Um, Keith, were you surprised when he walked away and didn't go through with it? Kind of just because it wasn't, it, you were assuming that it was going to be different, but yeah. And Das, what does that say about Sawyer's true character? I mean, I don't know if I would draw that many conclusions just yet. He's a conflicted well, person. I mean, he's complicated. He's a complicated character. Yeah. That's what this whole episode is about. You can't, you don't necessarily know what he's up to at any point. Well, I think they're just trying to point that he's not necessarily a villain. Uh, it's often a victim of circumstance, and he may have created some of those circumstances, uh, you know, himself. Um, 
But I mean, at this point, though, I'm second guessing that part. I'm like, there's so many lists. I'm like, like who is this guy? Uh, well, I think it's more just just because you become the thing that you hate doesn't mean you have to stay the thing that you hate. And or or hate the thing that you hate. You, you know, so maybe you just you, it hits a point, and you're like, you all know what, like. I really am everything that I've always hated. Like I have to walk away from this. Yeah. And that was his moment. There you go. So uh, two little uh, fun facts before we wrap. Um, This is the first episode where the flashback did not show that person in Australia. So every other episode, the the flashback has landed as, showed them getting on the plane or being in the airport. Ah. This is the first one that had nothing to do with the airport. And the, the so sec- we don't, we don't know that Sawyer was in Australia when he was doing all those deals. Um, I mean, I didn't think, I guess I didn't think I, no, I don't think so. Cause he was, he talked about going to uh Baton You're Rouge. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was American. Yeah. And the so last possible in Australia, but can we mention how good Sawyer is at taking a punch? <laughs> And being tortured, he can take a hey future. Can we can we can we get off the Sawyer Love bandwagon, please? No, the the whole episode about him. This is this is the one. If you're gonna have a week to to be on the Sawyer Love wagon, I know. Like I just, I mean, I feel like like sit there and be tortured, and he's like, no, I want to get, I want to make out with Kate. I feel like when we get off this episode, Future's just gonna like go and like shut the zoom down and just look at Little Sawyer for the next hour and just like revel in it. Or he's gonna watch what is it, Step It Off Two or something? He's in one of those dance movies. <laughs> I assure you, I will not be doing that. <laughs> so, uh, last thing, the song that ends the episode. But I must kneel down. But you guys can hear that, right? That is uh, I Shall Not Walk Away by the Blind Alabama Boys featuring Ben Harper. What can't you spare? I think it's Ben Harper featuring the Alabama Boys. Is it? (laughs) Well, it's him. He wrote the song. Okay. So I think in all fairness, it was his song and then he's arrangement with Alabama. You know, we talk about uh, getting top billings about the characters in this episode. I think uh, Harper should get the billing on this one. Well, I don't know if you're familiar how big of an Elvis Costello fan you are, but uh, there's a song that he wrote and performed with uh, the Fairfield Five. Again, don't know if you know who they are. Um, you've seen, uh, obviously, you've all seen Old Brother Rout, though. They're the group that sang the Chain Gang song that opens Old Brother. Yeah. They may or may not be in Down From a Mountain. But uh, they actually did a song with Elvis Costello that he wrote with Paul McCartney and sings lead on and is billed as a Fairfield Five song. So. Okay. It happens. But uh, no one died, so I, 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 I guess we can do this. Yeah, no one died. Except... Sawyer's sinus. So, God, I wish we were playing this song for Shannon. At least, Said is easy future. Easy. <laughs> you know she's going to be the last person in this show to die. You know that uh, she's going to be queen of the island at some point. <laughs> I'm sure. Her and Rose and Boone are going to yeah. win the island game. So, <laughs> 
Well, guys, uh, that is our show. And unfortunately for you, you guys don't even realize that it took so long to record this last half hour. But uh, we made it through this episode. And it's a good thing. And maybe we were having so much problem with this episode for a reason. Because um, it was at this point in the show where the leader, the captain of this ship, Damon Lindelof almost walked away. And next week we are going to talk about the man that essentially saved lost. And what I mean by that is he not only stepped in to help lost when it was at its darkest, but he made Damon Lindelof, the person he is. And we'll talk about all this next week. If he saved Lost, would it really be Lost? Well, maybe. That's a good point. Womp, womp. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Uh... Got a rim shot over there. That is the wrong rim shot. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, you're telling me that my joke is dead, right? You're killing my joke. I just want to know why that didn't go off. For an episode where no one died, we played the song three times. <laughs> oh, that's why. There we go. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Hey, there we go. There we go. Just edit it down. Here we go. We are chugging through here. I hope you guys like it as much as us. We are not even halfway through with this first season. Um, so thank you guys for being with us. Uh, Daz, Fuch, Keith, any final thoughts on either uh, episode eight or episode seven? If you even remember episode seven, The Moth, well, which was so long ago for us. You guys don't no. even realize because we didn't even take time off because we had a couple episodes. I'm just going to say right now, if I'm going to make some way too early predictions, oh, I'm going to say so I'm going to say Sawyer hooks up with Shannon and um, Kate is jealous. <laughs> Maybe I want to hear more of you. If you have more theories. Share them. I that I want. I'm doing yeah. this whole podcast just to hear your theories, Keith. And when right, I watch this, honestly, when I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what Keith's gonna say about this. Like, that's all. Awesome. Next time, let's not take two weeks and do one episode, and maybe I'll have more comments on it. <laughs> so one episode next week, I yes. think we can. So, we hey, can I actually it. just thought of something else. We can try and splice this in a little bit. So, so Keith, you were saying that uh, you thought that it might be John Locke that uh, waxed late over there. So his excuse about how you could uh, improvise that slow burn fuse was kind of bullshit, right? He's like, oh, right. he's like, you could just use a cigarette. How many people have cigarettes left on this island? <laughs> Sawyer. Are those that packed it. That Sawyer see- has cigarettes. We yeah, see him cannot- smoking in this episode. Uh oh, I didn't. Oh, that's a good point. When he's reading the letter, he's smoking, and he's got the lighter. You know, but the problem is, it's very speculative to be able to do that. I think I don't know if that would. Really yeah, I, I don't think your average person knows how to make a slow, like time delayed fuse burn. Like, I, <laughs> not everyone watches much fucking MacGyver as John. What would you do? Stick the fuse through the cigarette and then light it. I the think you light out. the cigarette. Oh, yeah. 
put it on the ground and as it uh, as it goes it eventually strikes so so yeah you basically lay the cigarette across the fuse and as the cigarette burns it eventually strikes the fuse as it burns towards the filter it just seems like a how do you know it'll burn. keep burning that long but does it, 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 it they have they have all these safety things and cigarettes that they burn out before they get to the end. Next week we're gonna I go in our backyards and we're gonna try this. Okay, you should try this. Everyone, get your fireworks and your cigarettes, and we are going I to do a science experiment. I know how cigarettes work. You, and needless to say, tomorrow out. I'll have a forest forest fire in my neighborhood. <laughs> what keeps them lit is smoking them. That keeps the that blows. You know that 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 you you, you fuel the the, the, the little ember but if you just hold it still it'll go out and you'd have to relight it but that's the, the newfangled cigarettes these are 2000s cigarettes. yeah 2004 cigarettes did they have all this this shit in them yet? and maybe they're from australia because that's where these people came from that's where the flight exactly. came from so you know i'm sitting here going uh you know plus it's windy the wind can keep, can keep the cigarette yeah, exactly. going and how long does that take like he has to wait for Saeed's flare to go or his firework to go off first. So you can't really time it because you don't know when Saeed's going to shoot his off. Uh, Yeah, that would be a very, very precise cigarette burn. Like Exactly. It's a very good point. Totally good point. It seems like bullshit on John. And, and here's the thing. When you watch that, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. That, that seems totally believable. But you sit and think about it, and you're like, no, that's fucking garbage. That doesn't make Very sense. unlikely. So why why would why would uh, Locke want Saeed to think it was Sawyer? Like, what does he have against Sawyer? Has that, he even had a conversation with Sawyer? That's a good question. Which leads you to think maybe it was Locke. So at this point, you're sitting there going, like, why is John Locke so invested in making him think it's a trick? Like, right now, I think I know who it was, but I could be completely wrong. If you've seen this show before, I hope you know who it was. But but that's the thing is I... They never say things. No, I mean, I think I know when it first happened. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's who hit him. But now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, I wonder if it really was. I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing who hit it. I love being old. Out of curiosity, when do I find out? Is it this season? I would imagine. I would imagine it would be the next couple episodes. But yeah. I don't remember when it happened, when the reveal was. Yeah. If it might just be one of those things that I got to find my, uh, I got the lost encyclopedia. I have to find it. I moved about a year ago and I haven't seen it since it's in a box somewhere. Yeah. I know how that goes. (laughs) All right, guys, we will see you next week. But in the meantime, you can go to wideopenmic.net for all the shows here on the network, including Snap, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Uh, we are rolling right along there, uh, Gunner and the Pistols, and so much more. Uh, so wideopenmic.net for all your shows. Peace. Love you guys. Yeah. Yeah.